All right, guys, welcome to episode 20 of a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, the podcast where Brandon would like to wish Hardcore Holly a very special happy birthday in the style of Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday, Hardcore Holly. <laughs> Brandon, he turns 84 years old today. That can't be right. Huh? Well, I mean, it's like probably, probably like 56, but who's counting? Nice, man. Look, I see Hall of Fame induction soon for the Harker Holly. Who inducts Harker Holly into the Hall of Fame? Um, who inducts Hardcore Holly into the Hall of Fame? I, I was going to say Matt Capitelli, but like jokingly, but then I realized Matt Capitelli unfortunately passed away, so I can't even say that. Ah, you've already ruined this episode, Brandon. <laughs> so, what are we oh, doing? Okay. Here? You tell me. You yeah. tell me. Who. Who inducts Hardcore Holly into the Hall of Fame? And not you. It can't be you. It can't be me? No. His number one fan. I say Brock Lesnar. (laughs) Why? Why would Brock Lesnar go up there? He'd be like, you know, Hardcore Holly has kids. I don't give a shit about his kids. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think it would be a good idea. We'll see what happens. Right. But, Brandon... You know, one thing we left out of episode 19, and I did want to talk about it. I can't believe we didn't talk about the Mustafa Ali promo last week. Oh, yeah. No, the promo like, holy great, shit. Man. Yeah. Holy they should do, shit. I think they should do more uh, that way, that style. Dude, I'd, I've been watching his stuff for a while, and I mean, the stuff he posts on social media is is amazing. I mean, it, he, he sits there and does this very similar promos but like with the production value of wwe and him walking the streets the way he was doing oh man like how do you not get behind a guy like that dude i was hyped man i was starting to believe i was like dude this guy looks legit i i can see him definitely going against you know somebody the caliber of a samoa joe especially yeah i mean bringing the fire like that definitely legit uh, a lot more legit than let's say hardcore holly Anyway, wow, got me deep. I'm, I'm not saying anything you don't already know. Hashtag real facts. The only real fact is, we had a crazy week in wrestling. We did have a crazy week in wrestling. We're we're actually going to have a guest on here, a friend of the podcast, Drew. Uh, He went to the Royal Rumble actually. So he he actually went to the Royal Rumble, posted a bunch of pictures on our Instagram. Um, so he's going to jump on when he gets the chance. I think he's setting up right now. So, uh, what do we talk about in the meantime, Brandon? Uh, okay. So should we save the rumble and maybe just talk about, well, how about all these crazy stories about all these wrestlers trying to leave the, the, the Wii? Yeah, on? yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, the latest rumor, uh, the biggest one, I should say, is, is Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose uh, was rumored, um, was it Tuesday morning, to be leaving WWE to the point where it was getting passed around so much that WWE reported on it themselves and just said, hey, Dean Ambrose is leaving. Oh, the hell is that? (laughs) Hey. Hey, look who it is. Drew. What's up, guys? Popping up like a boner when Brandon sees Hardcore Holly. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) So speak of the devil, we were just talking about you, Drew. We said you were going to jump on when you had the chance. Uh, you went to the Rumble, right? 
Yeah, I went to the Rumble. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Actually, but hey, since you're on, let, let's talk. The topic at hand right now is Drew. Uh, Drew. Drew, you hear me? I, I have Drew on the mind. I'm, uh, Dean Ambrose <laughs> leaving the WWE. So I mean, I hear just, about that. I see the resemblance with the reddish beard and. Um, yes, I heard about that. Actually, I'm I'm very sad that Dean Ambrose is leaving. I thoroughly enjoy him. Yeah, man, me too. It, it came as a surprise. He's uh, you know kind of a weird. I don't want to say weird guy, but he's kind of a strange guy in his own world. So I didn't. I didn't see that coming. I didn't. I didn't think he was unhappy. That unhappy, but I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of like me in this podcast. Like, I'm. I love this podcast, but I hate Brandon. So eventually, I might leave, do my own thing. <laughs> I don't think I could carry the show by myself. <laughs> Brandon's going to try to carry a show called "Accounting for Your Thoughts." <laughs> I think he can. He's got potential. <laughs> I'll just have Drew on every time. He's <laughs> actually doing all the talking. Brandon's going to have guests who really just like are hosting the podcast every week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's how you do uh, it, guys. Trade secrets. Uh, so you have baseball cards when you grow up. Uh, did you ever, like literally when he hosted the the show that one time, he was asking about baseball cards. <laughs> I was speechless. You know how much of that I had to edit out? It was like a 45-minute ramble on on like baseball cards and chewing gum. Before he asked the question, <laughs> it's like uh, baseball cards. Uh, what did you think of Alexa Bliss? Uh... <laughs> Not even, but at least that would have been wrestling related. He was like, you know, you get a ball and stick, and uh, you're sitting there with your dad. And I'm I like, can't I literally you cut that out. <laughs> I did it actually. All jokes aside, uh, I didn't, and I literally, you. literally left in me going, "What the hell is the question?" <laughs> So that's to show you Brandon doesn't even listen to the podcast because he didn't know I, I didn't edit that out. <laughs> Wait, is that from a different episode? Oh, of course, of course it is a different a different episode. I mean, not from the one we're doing now, than from the one I was thinking of. Right. But speaking of paying attention to us, I'm happy to report, guys, we are at 1,300 followers right now. So we got a lot of people paying attention to the podcast. Uh, that's on Instagram. Uh, we're doing a little bit better on on Twitter. We went from like 19 to like almost 300. <laughs> so we had some improvement too. But I did want to give a shout out to Ronda Rousey, who actually liked our post on Instagram. That actually was a huge deal uh, for me. And Brandon's probably just finding out for the first time now. Ronda, I love you for uh, doing that actually. And um, I hope it's not a bot. I hope it's the real deal. <laughs> it was a real follow and appreciation. Well, I don't know if she followed, but she definitely liked the post. She doesn't. She doesn't follow. Like she went to follow us, and then saw you know basically your Instagram, your personal world record Brandon Instagram, and the the crazy stuff that you do, and was like, I can't associate my brand with this guy. So, thanks, Brandon. It's an uphill battle that I fight. Yeah, you might need to take me off there just so we don't scare people away. We need some subscribers. <laughs> It's true. But anyway, we got to ask Drew how the hell he ended up in Phoenix. What is that all about? So I took this crazy thing that they invented called a plane. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I took a plane to Vegas and then drove from Vegas to Phoenix. Now, how long of a drive was that? Uh, well, it took us about six hours because we detoured <laughs> to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> What? You guys get to see the Grand Canyon as well. 
I mean, we just kind of drove to the outside and said we're not spending money to take a bus. Sounds to go like into it. Sounds like pretty much Brandon. Anytime he takes an excursion somewhere, um, but I did. I did want to talk about that. Brandon it still uh, counts, right? It still counts. <laughs> Brandon, the little sidebar. Um, wasn't I with you on what happened to be your first plane ride? Oh yeah, I think you were. So, so I you took the window seat. Right. So, listeners, let me let me well let me explain. Let me explain fully because I'm, he wants he wants me to seem like the bad guy. But we're sitting there. I take the window seat because I prefer the window seat. I'm just like, I'm going to take that, whatever. You know, Brandon doesn't seem like he cares. Um, and then I turn to him and I go, yeah, so I mean, like, you've been on a plane before. He's like, uh, actually, this is uh, my first uh, plane ride. And I look at him like, why wouldn't you tell me that? Like, why wouldn't you tell me it was your first plane ride? Like, we would have made an experience out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have been like, here, do you want to sit at the window? Do you know this is this is this and kind of talk to him about it? Because that's a that's a big deal, your first plane ride. So Brandon, because he shut his damn mouth, he sat in the middle seat. And now two, how many years later is it, Brandon? Four years later, actually. Now you want to say, oh, he took the window seat. Fuck you. <laughs> I feel really bad. I had to look over like your shoulder to see the outside, <laughs> to see the clouds. Well, you are a bigger man than me, so do you yeah. think that it would have been fair for me to sit in the middle seat and have to look over your burly shoulder <laughs> to try to look out the window? True. I'd like to apologize uh to the person that sat next opposite me. Uh I was falling asleep a lot. I <laughs> know I was laying my head on the shoulder. They were probably really uncomfortable. But uh if you listen to this now, I apologize. Right. They're listening. I promise you, because I, I took their number down to apologize to them ahead of time. Brandon's taken four years to apologize to this person, but I I texted them immediately after the flight. But you want to talk about flights, you bastard? So the flight coming back, right? Admittedly, I'm not the biggest fan of bathrooms. And I'm not saying that like I, no one likes a bathroom, but I have a little bit more. I don't want to say a phobia, but I'm a little bit uncomfortable with dirty bathrooms. Let's just say it like that. So what does Brandon do? He sticks me in the in the end seat closest to the aisle, and we're directly across from a bathroom. So you want to talk about a, being a dick of a friend. Brandon is, is aware of this, and Brandon stuck me right next to the bathroom. Oh, man. It must have been great over there. But somebody needed to watch the bathroom. It's like the guy that's got to open the door in case an emergency goes down. We need a bathroom door guy. Luckily, we had stewardesses who were really kind and slipped us some alcohol <laughs> for free because they thought I was a nice person, Brandon. There you go. Unlike you. Anyway. I want to hear about Drew and Phoenix on this car ride to the Grand right. Canyon. Yeah, we're getting a little bit off, Drew. This is So we're going to kind of deviate from our usual format. We want to kind of get into the Rumble first. So we want to talk about your experience at the Rumble I mean, your girl's a big deal. Got the tickets in a big way. We'll leave it at that, buddy. And then uh, you all—you guys, big league in it. True. I mean, I did text you mid like rumble, and I was like, "Dude, I'm sitting next to Nikki Bella's brother. Like, this is pretty oh, cool." <laughs> you sat next to Nikki Bella's brother. I sat next to a sleeping Brandon. Oh, shocker! He, no, he fell asleep during uh, Brock Lesnar. Was it Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor? And my my cousin, my cousin who was with us, turns over and says, "Like, like." Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a late match either. <laughs> <laughs> it 
But it was a good time to fall asleep because I woke up for all the good parts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, all all your girls were in the Royal Rumble, though. Every single one of them. Oh, man. Best Rumble ever. Who are your girls, Brandon? They're all there. Yeah, (laughs) Yoshirai, Kari Sane. (laughs) Kari Sane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anybody else not yet? But she was on the show. Nia Jax, Nia Jax, Nia Jax, Connor Skier kid. That's right, Connor Skier kid. Ember Wait, Moon she actually, hurt? yeah, she got yeah, hurt. That's exactly what I was about to say. Uh, I think Alexa Bliss that did that little boot salt with the double knees and uh, injured her shoulder. Which fans, she's looking for a name for that move uh, on Twitter. So I tweeted Disney World <laughs> because oh, she, she she posted something about that, like. Disney, no Disney, something like that, or Datney or Disney. Wow, that's pretty funny. She retweeted us. I don't even see. No, <laughs> she did it on like her Instagram or something. True, but yeah, she loves Disney World. So, Drew, yeah. I mean, Drew, you know that, of course, you, duh. right? It's your girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your Rumble experience, man. I mean, how was it like getting into Chase Field and uh, just, just the atmosphere there? It's definitely nothing like I've seen before. Um, you know, like I said, like I told you before, we went to WrestleMania last year, which was cool. Um, but like everybody's just excited. The only thing that I have a gripe with is they had no stage whatsoever. So I don't know how it looked on TV, but from oh, where we simple. sat, yeah. we couldn't see them enter at all right because so, it was essentially just the dugout. It was just the yeah. dugout, and then they walked up, and there was like a couple screens. Well, they didn't even play it on the big screen there, like when they entered oh. their entrance. So it's like we all had to stand up and look and see if they did anything cool. So I don't know if anybody did anything cool when they entered. Well, I mean, they probably they probably did it on purpose so that everybody would have to stand up and it looked like a cool reaction. Yeah, it's kind of they do have that that way. Right. It's kind of like, like when I shut off the TV when Brandon falls asleep. That way, when he has we wakes up, he has to ask me what happened. <laughs> you know, sometimes worst, we do that to manipulate the fans. You know, <laughs> the worst is when I wake up and Temptation Island's on. Oh, I'm that's like, when you know you screwed legitimately, up. Uh, like, why are we watching this show instead? Right, right. Le- legitimately, this has happened two weeks in a row, guys. Brandon's fallen asleep during the main event of SmackDown, and then it's a situation where he wakes up when the next show is on, which is Temptation Island. And he wakes up and there's just like booty in his face and like everything. And he just like, like he literally wakes up and he's just like looking. He's just like, like almost like this is cool. Like, he, <laughs> and he's not asking like what happened or why Temptation Island is on. He's just, he's just watching intently. So this is what I have to deal with guys. But anyway, Drew, we're getting, we're getting off the point. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I mean, as a, as a sports fan, it was cool. We got there a little early, so I was physically standing in left field, and I just kind of looked up and was like, "So this is how it feels to kind of play the outfield in major leagues. Like this is a cool feeling." So that's just nice. kind of a little sidetrack. Yeah. No, um, that's cool, man. Because obviously, obviously, you play baseball and stuff like that. So I mean, that's that's a cool little little thing. I, I would I would have done the same thing. I actually had a couple people online like ask me where my shirt was from because they were like, "That's not the Becky Lynch shirt." And I was like, "Well, funny story." So I don't know if you might have picked up a couple of followers <laughs> that next day or or what, but it was, was kind of cool to explain to them what it was. 
they thought it was funny. So that's the, it's funny, right? So I posted a, you know, a little sidebar, but I posted something about our shirt and some idiot, you know how social media, some idiots like your shirt sucks. And so I, I like, you know, me, I like to troll people. We're kind of the same kind of, kind of dudes here, Drew. I'm just like, oh, well, thanks for your input, man. I, I really appreciate it. Like, do you know what it parodies by chance? And he's like, well, if you plagiarize it, plagiarized and parody are completely different things. Like, should I look up parody versus plagiarism? It'll but probably you- be the smartest thing you've looked up because if you check your search, <laughs> it's probably nothing along those lines. But Slana just- Karitane. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, but you know all jokes aside like for example weird al yankovic parodied stuff it didn't mean he copied it it was just like a playful manner so same thing like all we did was if and i'm wearing the shirt right now so here on camera right it says the men and then if you look in the middle it says who have a pretty badass wrestling podcast so um drew thank you by the way you're the first person to purchase that shirt to the point where i heard your girl was jealous just that you didn't bit. get her one for her. <laughs> it's a little so, bit. <laughs> it's awesome, man. I mean, and then for people, the whole point of me making the shirt the way I did was I wanted people to stop whoever was wearing the shirt and go, wait, that's not a Becky Lynch shirt. What is that? And so that was by design, no pun intended. That was by design for people to say, what is that? And for whoever's wearing it to go, well, it's a podcast. Maybe you, Do you should have listen it to it. In the size of a baby onesie? Um, I think I do actually on the, uh, on the Teespring. We'll post a link right here. Hold on. Do like Prince again, like last week's episode. There it is guys. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Brandon, of course, Brandon, Brandon orders uh, a hoodie of it and it comes completely like misaligned and like they printed it in black and white and stuff. So they completely messed up on it. And I was like, of course, you know, of course, Brandon will get the messed up one. It's all right. I'm so, gonna keep it. I got like the limited edition version. Oh yeah, when you when you guys make it to the big league, that one's gonna be so rare, right? Yeah, like the, the like misaligned, <laughs> right? The misaligned, misprinted one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, back back to the rumble. Back to the yeah, rumble. back to the rumble, man. I appreciate you getting us back on track. We so, we're gonna be talking for like four hours. <laughs> we always do. Let's be yeah, real. That's true. That's true. Um. I don't know if you could tell in the video I sent you when Becky Lynch won. Could you actually hear how loud it was on A, the video I sent you, and B, uh, when you watched it on the network? Could you actually hear how loud it was? Okay. So I'm going to give you an educated fan perspective. All right. So if if you were to ask me that question and I'd never been to an event, I would tell you no. It didn't sound as loud on the video, but it definitely sounded loud on the network. Now. As someone who has been, you know, to the Superdome, has been to other stadiums, I understand that the reaction didn't translate as much in those things you sent me. As in, I know it was 10 times louder than what you sent me. And so, yes, in seeing that video, I went, holy crap, that place exploded because it does not translate uh, when you're sitting there in your seat and you can hear everybody just giving their all, it doesn't translate to video and it definitely doesn't translate um, to the network. But, you know, I mean, we were there when the Undertaker streak ended. Can you yeah. imagine? You know what I mean? So, like, you know. You could hear a pin drop, probably. It was weird. At first, you could hear a pin drop and it was just like, 
I, you know, it was almost awkward. Yeah. But the next, actually, the next year, I'll give you an even bigger one. We were there when Seth Rollins cashed in money in the bank. Mm. And that reaction was just like, like, so again, it's just, we, I almost have like educated ears. So trust me, I know that that was like akin to when Daniel Bryan won the world title in 2014. Like that was the fans getting their moment, the person they wanted to win the most. Oh man. When, when, uh, who was it? Lana, Lana had the ankle injury or whatever. Like as soon as, her music hit and like you could tell she wasn't coming to the ring. Like the whole place just went nuts and started chanting Becky. Like we want Becky. We want like they were going nuts to the point where it was like, you couldn't even hear. Like if you were trying to say something to somebody next to you, you couldn't even hear yourself. It was yeah. so loud. Now I'm saying it's a dome. It's going to go up and it's going to come back down with the noise and everything. Right. The acoustics. She's just, <laughs> I'll tell you this much. If she does not beat Rousey at WrestleMania, Fans are going to be so mad. Right. And uh, again, you know, I can understand it. And Brandon definitely can understand it um, because it was the same thing when when uh, when Brock and Roman were fighting. There was a certain point in that match where every person in the crowd all of a sudden just got it. And it was almost like the rumbling. And you can you can almost like feel other everyone's heart beating. Like, I think I think Seth Rollins is going to cash in. And then it, the the music hits, and then it's just that crescendo of like the emotion, like to the point where again I'm gonna drop the shit. Brandon, right there, who is usually just silent and kind of takes stuff in, Brandon jumps out of his seat and just like ah, like he's just going crazy. And I, there's only two times I've seen that that moment, and when the Hardys came back, Brandon just <laughs> lost the shit. <laughs> I think we all did. I think so, we uh, all lost our shit when the Hardys right, came back. <laughs> right. So, so what was it like? <laughs> what was it like when um you know when Becky's music finally hit that night? In the rumble part. In the rumble, I should say, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was it was electrifying. Like, I don't think I've seen somebody so over for a crowd right now than her. I mean, there's only one or two people that possibly Trump her. And that was Stone Cold and The Rock. I've never seen fans just react the way they do with Becky Lynch. And I mean, it's deserved, obviously. I mean, she's phenomenal on the mic now. But she's phenomenal on Twitter, too. Yes, she is. (laughs) She's taking Twitter to a whole nother level. Man. Now, um, now, Drew, uh, can you describe to us the arena when draw number 26 happens and Alexa bliss comes out. I mean, what were you feeling in that moment? <laughs> he has to get an Alexa bliss question in there. He always has to ask me about Alexa bliss. <laughs> um, it was a decent pop. I mean, I think people are just happy to see her wrestling. Yeah. Whether she's a heel or whether she's a good guy. I think when any wrestler is hurt or has been held out for a while and you know that, Everybody's excited for them to come back. So, I mean, the crowd went pretty good, but Becky had the best pop of the night. Becky stole like the show. three different times. Right. Now, I'm a little upset. I missed the Becky and Asuka fight for the uh, most part. Could you guys just not get in? or? Oh, no, we were in. Oh, I was okay. trying to get a T-shirt. I was trying to get myself a T-shirt and my dad a T-shirt. And I was waiting in line. 
and every single place was sold out of the one shirt that I wanted. And all of them were sold out, but one of the one my dad wanted. And I was watching, like I'm standing in line and I'm like watching through like the openings and like trying to look on the big screen to watch the fight. But I'm a little disappointed that I, I missed that fight. But uh, it definitely made up seeing her come back and win though. That's for sure. Now, did it still work? It's, it's crazy that it still worked, even though, do you think maybe it was kind of like predictable? Like we kind of knew maybe this was going to happen, yet people were still so I was excited just about, about it. I was just about to ask the same damn question, so I, I love it. Brandon, you, you came with your A-game in this episode. I would give you a blowjob if, if we were here in person. You know, I think it's Drew, man. I do bring out that. You know what it is? Is I offered you check soda the first time. <laughs> soda. You know, and then, and then the blowjobs, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's Kenny, not me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but speaking um, of which, delicious, delicious Ethos coffee save 10% with code don't sleep at ethosroasters.com. Continue, guys. <laughs> yeah, it, I think most of us as wrestling fans knew once Becky lost, she was coming back out in the Rumble, and then once I saw, I think. My hunch started when I saw Lana go down with an injury. Um, I was kind of like, hmm, hopefully she's at the end of the Rumble where she's like 25, 26, whatever. And that's when Becky Lynch maybe like beats her up or something, like something totally badass. But no, of course, I had to save that for fucking Nia Jax. But uh, <laughs> I'm still pissed about that. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that, but continue. <laughs> the reaction, I mean... Everybody was just going nuts. It just, like I said, I haven't seen that many reactions in a long time. Like people get excited, but everybody was just over the top excited. So some something, you know, I, I wanted to say, which was, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Brandon, because I was going to ask that same question. Uh, the way I feel is like a lot of the internet and, and it's, it's, it's a theme that I see so much, which is the internet can't have fun. I literally see situations where people are like, that was predictable. I knew Becky would win and I knew Seth Rollins ultimately would win. And, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, it's so predictable. And I go, yeah, yeah, that's the problem is that you all equate predictable or what you thought would happen with not fun. It, it's, it's funny because when people are like, Oh, I knew that would happen. They automatically have an air of, I knew that would happen, so it's shit. No, like we all had an inkling that Becky Lynch might come into that rumble. But your heart beats fast, you're anticipating it. And so when it ultimately happens, if you're a fan who has fun with this stuff, which I would say all three of us are, when it ultimately does happen, all of a sudden you're just like, holy shit, like, I, yes, like, I got what I wanted. Like, this is like the same thing like a kid. You know, we both have daughters, Drew. You know, it's like your kid wants a certain present and then you give it to them. And even though they were anticipating it, when they finally get it, it's that reaction of, oh, my God, thank you so much, Dad. Like, I, this is exactly what I wanted. It's like, why can't wrestling fans be like that and just enjoy their damn birthday gift? Exactly. I mean, I think that... AC from New York. Yeah, yeah. He beat me to that one. Um, by the way, I think you're probably over him on followers. Just a heads up. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, he, block, he blocked us on my birthday. So actually, so speaking of birthdays, oh, I was so happy. <laughs> Great birthday present. Great yes. birthday present. Um, yeah, I mean... 
I totally had like a disappointment fan moment myself, and we'll get into the the Nia Jax part here now. Um, me, it's like I built up this anticipation because I I got like the the report that um they were gonna they were playing at something really special and that they really wanted to get a genuine like moment from the crowd and right. my whole thought process and you know because i'm a fan i was like holy shit roman reigns beat cancer and he's gonna come back out and whoop some ass right and i think and we all thought that fan in me when <laughs> jacks beat up freaking <laughs> <laughs> what's his face i was like what <laughs> and, and you know that actually that actually i wanted to ask you that which was you know, I think the general consensus from all of us, and we're all men, we thought the women's rumble was way better book than the men's rumble. Can we agree in that on that? Absolutely. Well, we all know Brandon's always up for the women, so it doesn't right. matter. You don't have to yeah. ask him. Right, right, exactly. But like that's <laughs> that's for entirely different reasons than than actual wrestling. Think. Right, exactly. <laughs> now, what I was gonna ask is, is that Tracy Evans is great, by the way. Thanks for she interrupting is. me, Brandon. Yeah, Jesus, sorry. Yeah. You are Kenny nailed it. I think she's gonna be great. She's gonna be such a good heel. Right. And I mean, her first showing, it's like the first thing she does is like put her hand for like a guy to kiss in the crowd. I don't know if you saw it back, but she like puts her hand and goes like this, like, and the guy goes to like kiss her hand. She's like, like literally like, like almost like F you. And when she walks away and she's doing her little like thing, but you can see she's trying to hide a smile because she's like, she knew she hit it out of the park, you know, not oh, absolutely. it was chase field, but yeah, <laughs> she, she came out looking like a star. Like she really did. I mean, I'm glad that I've, I've been right so far on her because I mean, she did damn good, you know, when she had no business to like, she, I mean, yeah. she was in there with how many people, 40, 50,000 people. And in her first night, you know, on the main roster and like still came out of that women's rumble with 30 other or 29 other women looking really, really good. She's looking like top five right now too. That's, right. that's scary. Cause I think, and it's, I don't want them to add Charlotte to the main event. I just want it to be Rousey, Rousey and uh, uh, Becky. I want Charlotte and Lacey to fight. I, I, I don't. I don't, don't because I'll be really confused if they yeah. fight. <laughs> I was because I was joking it, yeah. about it in the Rumble because they have like a similar build, blonde hair, and I was just like, "Wait, who's who?" <laughs> you, know, like you, I was, you can tell right away that they have chemistry. I agree. That I agree with. And they both are very similar heels in a way. And it just it to me, I like the heel on heel. That sounds weird. I like the heel on heel fighting. Now, Brandon, I'm not going dirty there. I'm what? talking two, oh. two bad guys oh, fighting. Okay. I like that. I think it's great television. I thought it was like a foot fetishy thing. Nope, no, no, no. Yeah. <sighs> you see, it's to the point where our guest, Drew, understands that he has to like basically correct himself before he continues on because you're going to interrupt. You get a certain look and a gleam in your <laughs> eye that lets us know that you're about to take us off track, and it's it's just... <laughs> Really unbecoming of a co-host on a podcast, Brandon. I'm sorry. Apologies. But go on, Drew. <laughs> heel action. Um, now, I keep saying let's go back to Nijax. So, <laughs> as a father, it it is a cool moment. I look back on it now, and I'm like, all right, that is a cool moment for her to be the first person ever 
to eliminate a woman and a man in the same Royal Rumble. And it's history. And it's cool to be a part of it. It's cool to see it. Right. It's just as the fan in me who wanted to see like something like big. Bigger, right. You know, maybe like a Velveteen Dream. I was the whole night I was waiting for his music to hit and it didn't. You know, like I had texted you, maybe that was the Undertaker sting that I kept hearing about. Um, And then obviously Roman. It was just, there was anticipation for something bigger. So, so I think Brandon cut us off, but that that's exactly the point I was trying to make there, which was, is the reason that we, you know, didn't like, is it, we didn't like the rumble essentially, or the, uh, let me correct myself. there. We didn't like the men's rumble because we were anticipating this because we have read, we had read like, Oh, this might happen and this might happen. So every thought process went through our head. We're like Roman sting undertaker, this, 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 this. And, and it, it got us to the point where we were just, we disappointed ourselves. I think we did because even me and you were talking about it. Kenny Omega, we were like, okay, AJ styles did it where he couple days before his contract was up. He came to Royal Rumble. Maybe Kenny Omega will do the same thing. We're waiting for his music to hit. Doesn't hit. So we're disappointed. And that's exactly what happened. I, I mean, I disappointed myself in an aspect. Right. I don't think they under-delivered. I think it was more of just, I wanted something huge. Because last year, they didn't do the men's Rumble big on purpose. They right. wanted the women's Rumble to pop. And it did. And I think the women's rumble is going to continue to pop. I mean, I think the women's wrestling is just going up. And I think the men's is starting to take a little bit of a backseat. It's kind of crazy because like, yeah, you know, it's to the point where, you know, and we grew up in different eras. So don't think this is a guy girl thing. It's just we were almost taught like, you know, the women's wrestling had a certain vibe. It was five minutes long for the matches. And, you know, we 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 were used to that. Now it's to the point where like I'm tuning in to see the women. Like, Mm -hmm. and not in the way Brandon is, but I'm literally tuning in to see their storylines. They're more compelling. You know, they're trying harder, you know, it it, to the point where, yeah, the the men's storylines are taking a back seat. And then to the point where you really think about it, the women's, you know, rumble trickled over into the men's rumble with Nia Jax. So they took over, you know, there, and it's just such a different time. And, you know, it's so cool to be sitting in a room with, you know, three other men. And we're all like the women's rumble, the women's rumble was the best. Like we didn't even like the men's rumble and, you know, and hearing that from you as well. I mean, so you got to know that that's honest. Cause we're not just saying that, you know, it's not like, you know, we're women who find that inspiring. We're men who would find that inspiring, but you know, that's something speaking of men, I jokingly said this, but our shirts, right. They say the men. <laughs> and I said, I apologize to everybody in chase field because we spoiled the rumble matches for you because both winners of the rumble were the man, the man, Seth Rollins, a couple of years ago. That's what he called himself. And the man, Becky Lynch. So it was the night of the men at the rumble. Ironically enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. And now Seth Rollins is going to be named, uh, probably the beast slayer where we're going to, that's probably what he's going to go with. Right. You know, King uh, I haven't heard that, but that's a badass nickname. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you should probably go copyright that right now. So if they have to use it, you might get a little <laughs> trickle down on the royalties there. I just want <laughs> ringside seats to every major event. <laughs> you just got to get in good with a uh, Brock Lesnar guy. Yeah, wh- where is this guy? We want at him ringside. On the show. Yeah, at ringside. Yeah. I just told you where he is. Brock Lesnar guy. 
We want to know how you get to all these shows. Well, he takes a plane. Drew explained to you at the beginning that you take a plane and you just take it to what your destination. Are you even paying attention to this podcast right now? I'm trying to follow. Where are you trying to follow when you're trying to you're trying to drive? We're in a plane. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm trying to follow the. the hey, Mrs. The Brown, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Go clean up, Brandon. <laughs> Mother, please. <laughs> Speaking of clean up, I'm gonna have to clean up the wrestle crate that we just got, Brandon. It, it came in. We're gonna have to review it, but we just got our wrestle crate. Use code. Save it, Kenny. If you want to get 20% off your first Russell crate, guys, Brandon, it's pretty freaking awesome. So we're going to have to review that posted on our social media. Yeah. So wait, when's mine coming? So Drew, uh, you were telling us about the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I was. Let's see. What match? The Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match. Um, well, can you can you tell us your honest opinion of that match? Let's just put it this way. I went and waited in line at the porta bodies <laughs> on the field <laughs> during that match. <laughs> no. Dude, and I, so I thought it was just me. I thought it was just me. But, and you all know, I've gone on record as saying AJ Styles is my favorite. And Daniel Bryan is, is you know, in my fave five, Brandon. But <laughs> I hated that match. Like, I just, it's not that they had a bad match. It was just like, there was nothing that was entertaining about it to me and that goes back to our argument last week you know we were talking about the revival sometimes a good match doesn't mean shit because you know in wwe there has to be some form of entertainment to what you're doing not just wrestling and there was nothing that made me go well that's a good match it's to the point where brock lesnar finn balor to me at the eight minutes remember uh aj and daniel bryan had like 32 to 35 minutes Brock and Finn had like eight minutes and I noticed my cousin and I were on our phones the entire time during AJ Daniel Bryan, but we had our phones down and we were at the edge of our seats like this watching Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. So you tell me that, you know, that, that Brock Lesnar is a worse wrestler. It was, it was entertaining as shit. I will say this. And I've, I think me and you talked about this last time. Brock Lesnar does a great job with little wrestlers. He does not wrestle the big guys good. He does I for some reason I feel like he does not care when it comes to the bigger guys where he's not going to sell anything. But when it was like Daniel Bryan sold the shit out of that match. The match against Finn Balor, he was selling every single thing that Finn was doing to him. It was unbelievable. And I was like, you know, I don't like Brock Lesnar. I'm over Brock Lesnar. But I was like, damn. He wrestled a good match. And I haven't said I've said that the last two times now that he's I think put the title on the line. I don't know. He only wrestles like seven times a year. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, no, you know, no. I think I think that's like double the dates he actually works. Is it? Yeah, he's there like three times. Because I mean, all I know is the last two matches he's faced the five eight guys, and he's put on a show. Right, he sold the shit out of it. But you see, that's that lets me know, and I respect you for that opinion because I've said the I said that before on the podcast that you know you can tell me you don't like Brock Lesnar because I don't like Brock Lesnar at this point. You can tell me oh you don't agree with the fact that he only shows up once or twice or this and that. But if you look me in the eyes and tell me 
fuck Brock Lesnar. He has, he's a terrible wrestler. He's this, this, and this. Then I know you're biased. Then I know it's just bias against Brock Lesnar. You just want to hate to hate because I, we were there. We, we sat next to each other watching the match at Survivor Series, and we were both in agreement that, like, holy shit, Brock worked his ass off for Daniel Bryan. Same thing with Finn Balor. We're just like, we talked about it later on. You know, he worked his ass off. It, he likes working these smaller guys. I think he. It, it was said that he handpicked Balor to work the match. He didn't want to work Strowman. Strowman's a bigger guy. He would have had to, you know, like, been the guy that's moving a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I mean, I, it. It kind of sucks for Braun Strowman because I just feel like he's he's at this point where he's he's not going anywhere. They keep doing the I same thing. I said it. It's like how many times can you start and stop? Uh, you know, a push, mm-hmm. and it, it sucks for him because I mean I think Brock is right. He should have worked Balor, but it's just like what do you do with Strowman now? Because now he's out of the title picture again when he had been hot shotted to it, and it's like he's. You know, I compare him to Roman Reigns. It's like so many years. Like I, I think what I was critical about Roman uh, with is that WWE just kept starting him and stopping him, and it didn't do any favors. But Braun is, dare I say, even more over than Roman, uh-huh. and yet it's still killing him because at a certain point, if you don't give this guy the title, and it's like you don't even, I don't think they needed to give him the universal title it's like why hasn't he had an ic title yet like why haven't they just had him do something you know i know they gave him the tag team titles last year technically by himself with <laughs> nicholas Best if you want ever if you ever want to see a metaphor for like brandon and i's personality it's braun Strowman and nicholas <laughs> yes it is <laughs> <laughs> you know it's that's so spot on because i could see brandon going into the ring all scared like uh, 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 no no uh, i'll stand in the corner uh but if uh, you, need, you need a drink of water uh i'll just i'll just bring it to you just like this and uh just just put it in your mouth hey nicholas <laughs> made that feud all right oh dude he he played it up so well afterwards it was hilarious you know the referee in that match uh was john cone right that's referee john cone do you know Nicholas was uh, Nicholas is his son? Yes, I do know that. that yes. was funny. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because it's just like you know, it was, they should have pointed that out in the storyline or something later on. It sh- the bar should have been like, "Wasn't that your son, John Cohn? There's obvious bias, you know, stuff like that." But speaking <laughs> of that, Nic- go ahead. Think Nicholas will uh, follow in his father's footsteps and become a ref as well. Hard body ref at that. Uh, no, uh, he's gonna become a wrestler. I mean, he's already a tag team champion. Right, he's a former what tag team champion. Right, but Brandon, uh, the hard body ref was Scott Armstrong, not John Cone. John Cone's got a pretty hard body. Uh, so it's not God. just limited to the women's rumble. You apparently staring down John Cone, right? Anyway, hey, back to uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Right. It's just we've seen the match. A hundred times. I saw it at a live event in Tampa in a small mm-hmm. steel cage. They are freaking phenomenal wrestlers, but they can't do any more with that story. They just can't. So, you know, dare I say, I think I said it on the last podcast. I was like, I'm actually excited at them renewing the rivalry because I had liked the storyline going into this. Daniel Bryan's going full on vegan and like, AJ Styles, you represent <laughs> these people. 
But the problem I have is I think they are too similarly styled in terms of what they bring to the table in terms of wrestling. You, you know, it, there's no shame. There are just some guys who don't gel well together. An example I'll give you is like everybody wanted to see in 1992, they wanted to see Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. And, you know, they did them at house shows to test it out for WrestleMania and then found out Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair don't work well together. And those are, you know, two are arguably the two biggest stars of the 80s. So it, no shame. You know, not everyone can be Rock Austin. You know, no. <laughs> some, sometimes sometimes you get two stars in there and you stink up the joint. It's just another example I give you. I love Braun Strowman. Uh, you know, I love, I'm talking about in terms of wrestling. I love Braun Strowman in terms, I love Brock Lesnar. But every time the two of them get together, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in my opinion. Um so I think these two need to branch out. I really hope they're not doing a third match at WrestleMania or Elimination Chamber. Well, no, Elimination Chamber. Elimination they're Chamber, the, they're, they're all in it. They're Which all I in like. the chamber. I, I like that idea. It's cool because you need to introduce, you still keep them both in the main picture, but you add more to it. Like you add a Samoa Joe who's just such a freaking heel. He's oh phenomenal. God. That move the rumble where he just moved the nope. out of the way. I call I call it the nope, <laughs> which is like you know somebody goes up for the move and you're just like nope sidestep nope not today. <laughs> was it you that posted or was it WWE that WWE like, posted it? They the did. Meme, that was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it was it was pretty damn funny. I'll put it right here. Boom, there it is. So uh, it was pretty pretty damn funny. Uh, I'm, I'm glad WWE went with that. But Samoa Joe, you know, I realized it. You know, personally, I've like. Trying to been finding, I, I've been trying to find my promo style. Like if I was a wrestler, I like to think like that. If I was a wrestler, what would I do? I used to say CM Punk, but then I realized, and Brandon, you tell me if I'm right on this. The person I could talk like most is Samoa Joe because he just shit talks people. Like whenever you're trying to make a point, he just shit talks you just right back. And it, to the point where Jeff Hardy was like, the the, the greatest line. <laughs> did you see, did you see SmackDown first of all, Drew? Uh. I haven't watched it all. I've watched like bits and pieces because I have school Tuesday, so it's hard for me sometimes. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so I guess I'll spoil a little bit something. But the participants of the chamber had come out, and they were uh, they were all talking, and Samojo pretty much comes out last, and uh, he starts shit talking with this, you know, how angry he is. Jeff Hardy starts saying something. He's like, Jeff, I don't even know why you're here. I already put you down. And then Jeff starts to say something. And he interrupts and he goes, whoa, 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 why don't you act like this is an AA meeting? Shut your mouth so I could talk to the rest of the group. And like, <laughs> it's to the point where like he said it just like this. Like it was just like quick on the comeback. And that's what I mean. Like I sometimes get angry, legitimately angry, even though I'm kidding. And I can just say something right back and like death blow. And yeah, he and says it, that. It sounds malicious and it's awesome because we all know like in the real world, he doesn't mean it maliciously. Right. You know, he's gotten his approval to say something like that. Like they're buddies. Like, yeah, they're buddies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no different than when Rousey said the whole Cena line to Nikki Bella. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's the same thing. Like, you saw the fire in her eyes when she said that. But But even then, like, that was like, you could tell that was like kind of like a script thing. Whereas Samoa Joe's was like, Joe, I don't even know. He's like, whoa, 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 watch you shut your mouth. Let me speak. Like, and like, he was, he said it like this to the point where Randy Orton like squats down, like squats in the ring. Like, he's, you could almost seem like having to cover up his mouth. Jeff Hardy, the camera's on him, and Jeff Hardy goes, like, everybody in the ring popped. 
Like they 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 literally had to cut away for a second because Samoa Joe just absolutely cracked up everybody when he said that line. Who said the line that uh to Mustafa Ali? Didn't you get eliminated by Nia Jax or something? Uh, uh, I think that was Randy Orton. Randy Orton said something yeah, like, "Yeah, of course, yeah. that'd be a Randy Orton thing." Yeah, because hits, well, yeah. Pose. Randy Orton kind of hit the like, like you know, heelish. Like, didn't you get eliminated by a woman kind of thing? Like, you know, because Orton's Orton still acts like that, you know, the chauvinistic asshole. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he says that, and like, yeah, that's when I think Samoa Joe interrupted and said his stuff, and he basically was like, "Randy, don't think I don't, you know, I, I like his little quibs." Like, he was coming to talk to the champion, but he, Randy, said something to him, and he was like, "Don't think I don't owe you a receipt for last week when you RKO'd me." Like, like he said something quick, like as in, like, "I ain't forget about you. Don't worry." You know what I mean? And, and and it's just realism. There's a lot of realism to that. Like, you know, if I'm angry at Brandon, but I'm co- coming to say something smart to you, like Brandon, don't think I don't fucking remember, and then I go right back to talking to you. Yeah, you know? I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, and he's a hell of a wrestler. He was my dark horse pick he, for yeah. the rumble. Like I wanted him to win. Like I wanted him to win real bad. I have I I said Seth Rollins right from the get go, but I was like, if Roman's music hits, Roman's winning. You know, right? It's one of those things, right. and then. It's like everybody will cheer him if he entered and then boo him if he won. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I said too, which was like the worst thing that he could do is win because it'll go right back to like what Hating it was him. before. But Brandon, wow. um, last week we have recorded evidence of you saying that Seth Rollins had 0% chance of winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> you did. You know what? He did, but they pulled the swerve. And that was my thing. You know, they, they know how to swerve us now. No, no, they, they served you yeah, because I'm pretty sure that. I said I said there was a handful of guys that could win. I said I want Drew McIntyre to win, but I He's said the only you know, one who I, could win. I said Drew that McIntyre. you know it was either going to be him, Seth Rollins, and I think I named someone else. And I said those were your three that would win. Um, I also said something. Let's talk about spoiling something. I said you know what would be cool if they had a legend like Jeff Jarrett come in. I think that would pop the crowd. I said that in last week's episode. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest though, it didn't pop. It, it really didn't. No, oh, damn. We're, we're, I don't know. We're, if... we're gonna edit this out. We're gonna try that again. You're gonna say that it was the greatest pop in the history of professional wrestling, and that I was right. Okay, right. Take two. It was the greatest pop ever. <laughs> Kenny is a fucking genius. Thank you. That man drew a lot of dimes for the professional wrestling business. I don't care what Mike Graham says. Have you all ever heard that? Like Mike Graham was like, "This guy hit well, a hundred, broke hundreds of guitars, never drew a dime." <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, when I was watching the pay per view, I felt like it popped, but I guess that wasn't a surprise. I was moment. gonna say the was same that thing. Kind I'll, of a letdown. Was it a disappointment? All Free jokes aside, I mean, he did. I was excited. Yeah, all jokes aside, he did get a pretty good. At least on TV, it sounded like he got a pretty good reaction. Now, when I watched Raw, it's he sounded like he got a great reaction. That was legit. Okay. Yeah, yeah Raw sounded like. I mean, I didn't get. I wasn't there, but it, it sounded like it on TV. So. You know, maybe their WWE is deceiving us. <laughs> Are they pumping in some crowd noise? Yeah. Pumping in some heat. No, I, I I have to do that on there was like an episode of the podcast where I told a joke and Brandon didn't laugh. And I had to edit in like a laugh track essentially of Brandon from an older episode. I had to put myself over because I said something like legitimately funny and Brandon just like It was know. funny. I was just it was like episode three or something. Sorry guys. That was before, you know, before I just left in all the like fuck ups and stuff like that. I was like trying to make it seem cool or m- trying to make Brandon seem cool. It was back when uh, Brandon had a mic stand. 
Yeah, yeah. Brandon, what happened to your mic stand? Where is your mic stand? <laughs> Look, we got to play. Uh, it's Friday, so I it's still okay. It's okay, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, <laughs> we have to play Friday. So yeah. why does why is your mic stand missing today, which is Wednesday? Because he he still got it over at his spot. We were practicing there. Okay, but it's irrelevant to tell us that you have to play on Friday. The the part of the story you're supposed to tell is, hey, I left it at my friend's house. <laughs> it's, it's irrelevant it's to say away. like we have a show on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple of days away. He's still using it. I forgot. Okay, okay. Look, I forgot. A couple days away. It. All right. I forgot a couple days away. Yeah. All I know is, oh, Brandon, good. you're you're screwed when I get on the podcast because I listen to every episode. Yeah, he calls. <laughs> and he I, calls you out for everything. Is your phone call, on silent? First of all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, actually, my phone is on silent. Thanks for uh, reminding me. By the way. Uh, every time his phone goes off when yeah. we're watching wrestling, I'm like, I feel like I'm doing the podcast. Like I'm Pavlov's dog. Like seriously, I'm not even joking. Like his phone goes off, and I feel like I'm recording. <laughs> You're like, it, yeah, like I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like do I edit this? Like what do I like? Yeah, like, I, I literally get like that. Oh, uh, it's crazy. Uh, so but, I, you know, I, I, I got a question for you though, Kenny. With uh with Rowan because you texted me you're like I don't know if you can see this but that's Eric Rowan I was like yeah it's not hard to miss you know big ass orange beard um do you think that they're gonna do like some sort of weird vegan style like Wyatt family because there was like a yes. picture that got posted the other day by Bray Wyatt of Daniel Bryan in like their little attire. Right. A while ago. And that's what I pointed out actually to my cousin. I said, you know, if people think it's random that Rowan came out, I said, I don't think it's random because remember they were in the Wyatt family together. So of course, you know, in storyline, they can say, you know, he always had a connection to Daniel Bryan because the two of them were vegan in the Wyatt family and things like that. And they kind of alluded to it on SmackDown. Uh, so yes, I can see him forming kind of like a cross between the straight edge society and the Wyatt family, like can, I can see him forming a stable. I mean, so I guess let's let's jump right into that. Um, that title belt, uh, it's, I, it's cool. I, I like was it. I was pretty prophetic this week because I, I had you wear a shirt that said "The Men." The Men won the Rumble, and then on Tuesday at nine twenty one, I'll post it right here. Boom! I tweeted out that Daniel Bryan's a hypocrite essentially, and that he has a leather strap on his title and that he should get a hemp strap and then not even half an hour later the man comes out with the hemp strap <laughs> so it was like actually wesley from flashback wrestling after seeing that and you know he'd seen our tweets he keeps track of the, our social media he was like dude you need to play some lottery numbers like because really this do. week yeah this week you just been like like this with with stuff jeff jarrett you know uh the men with the uh, on the wrestling shirt and then you know the hemp belt so I need some this, other predictions. I need some other predictions so I can go gamble on them. <laughs> um, uh, the proceeds of this podcast will not ever be donated to Brandon Brown. That's, hey, that's why a spoiler. Not? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a known fact since like day one. <laughs> Your lottery numbers are 2, 28, 16, 42, 10. What's, what's, the, what's the Powerball number? And the Powerball <laughs> number is eight. Making tonight's numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. 
Oh so my gosh. Numbers, if you, if you, everyone on, who listens to this podcast wins, at least donate something to me, please, for love of God. Not or to me, That's yeah. To me, to me. Look, yeah, I spend my donations wisely. At the strip club. I mean, look, I'm just trying to help a pretty girl through school. Why are you scratching your chest while you're like, like, or rubbing your chest as you're talking? It's like either either you're sick and you're trying to put Vicks on, or you're just like it's like a homoerotic kind of thing. No, I you was know. just I was just sort of rubbing my collarbone. Right, it felt kind of nice. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hold on. So anyway, guys, let's get back into the rumble because I we were talking about Nia Jax. So I had a hypothesis. I was going to tell this to Brandon, but I said let me save it for on air. Do you think? That the stuff Nia Jax did was meant for Lars Sullivan. Mm. That's a good hypothesis. The reason I say that is because remember the rumor was that he was supposed to attack John Cena and take out take him out of the Rumble and take his place in the Rumble. Right? That's one. And then two. I was going to ask how you all felt because like Nia Jax took the role of the monster in the rumble. And then, so it made me go monster Lars Sullivan. Like maybe she was filling that void that Lars Sullivan left and kind of, he was supposed to be the one that came out and got all the finishers and ultimately got thrown out. Do you think that's what happened? Maybe so, but you know what? I'm kind of glad it did happen because I, I was marking out for Nia. Come on, she handled business. Yeah, I mean, you weirdly got turned on. That's what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's actually a pretty good hypothesis. I never thought about that, actually. I just thought they had this plan for a while because they said that they had something big planned. And, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Maybe they're introducing what is intergender wrestling or something. And, I, you know, that to me, that's... That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty deep, Kenny. I try. I do try. Uh, so that's why I thought I'd say that for the podcast because I wanted some genuine reactions. Unlike the spoiler that we saw, which was like, "We're not going to tell you because we want a genuine reaction." They probably were full of shit, Drew. They probably didn't yeah. have anything, and they literally were just like, "We want to see what you all think, so we're not going to tell you." Pieces of crap. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the fanboys and us are all like, oh, "Is it Sting?" <laughs> so speaking of fanboys uh were you, did you see because i think it was near your section if I'm, if i was mapping it out correctly did you see the guy with the aew shirt like security tell him to take that off no and oh man was it tommy dreamer that posted something about that that I tommy dreamer like, a friend of the podcast told me yeah, happy birthday of... on my <laughs> yeah no, no no big deal kenny no um, big deal. <laughs> i'm only only Mr. Hardcore. Right. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't see it. And I think it happened before anything happened because of the photos that I saw. It looked like there wasn't really anybody there yet. So I'm thinking maybe he was one of the first people there and they saw it. And I mean, it could, it could all just be a ploy mm-hmm. for kind of make it maybe start a rivalry or something. You know, I don't I don't know. So how do you feel as a fan about, you know, WWE making somebody take off an AEW, a competitor shirt? In other words, how do you feel about that? And Brandon, you can, you can chime in on this too. 
Well, I I don't think they should even bring attention to it, man. I mean, there's a WWE, you know, they're pretty much the big game in town, they're the big league. You know, I, I figured they'd just ignore it. You know, nobody's going to even really notice it. Everybody's going to notice it. It's kind of like Enzo Mori all over again. Like everybody knew once he stood up and started doing stuff, if you just let him keep doing it, it's going to draw attention. So, I mean, I think they did the right thing in the sense of they're establishing dominance of wrestling. They're saying, you're not wearing this at our events. We're number one. You're going to wear our stuff. It's that simple. Uh, the way I look at it is why would you call attention to someone, uh, someone else's brand? Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm in the minority when I, when I say this, but I think it was the right thing to do with, to t- make him take off the shirt. First of all, power of deduction, he was wearing a shirt underneath the shirt. So he fucking knew what he, what we, he was doing. He knew that he was, there was a very good chance WWE would make him take off the shirt and that he would get posted on social media. So he did it. So he's calling attention to himself. He's calling attention to AEW just to say, WWE, you're the bad guys. You see, the Yankees suck. You know what I mean? The Yankees are the franchise. They're trying to make our little minor league right now. Minor league team looks bad. (laughs) The Tampa Bay Rays look bad. Yeah, there you go. Um, But to me, this is where I say there's a lot of bias because people hear what they want to hear. They see what they want to see. So you saw that video and you saw AEW fans or make their, you know, their shirts are being taken off or whatever. No one paid attention to the fact that maybe in the rumble, I, you know, I might, if I can find it, I'll post the image right here. There was a guy like maybe the next section over on camera wearing a young Bucks shirt. WWE didn't bother him. You know why that is? Because it's one thing to wear other wrestler shirts to an event WWE doesn't care. Call attention to the Young Bucks. Call attention to Kenny Omega. But when you're wearing a direct competitor's brand logo on there, that's when they step in. Because like, if you go to AEW with a big-ass WWE logo on, it would stand out, right? If you go wearing a Roman Reigns shirt, not so much. So again, it, it's just like fans see what they want to see, all right? WWE doesn't have a problem with wearing other competitors' you wearing other competitors clothing as long as it's not the direct company like if you walked in wearing a new japan shirt i'm sure they would make you take it off okay but if you walk in wearing a tanahashi shirt you're fine absolutely i mean i saw probably at least 10 people wearing cm punk stuff and i'm talking head to toe cm punk stuff like they had the hats they had the shirts they had shorts that kind of match. I didn't even know they made shorts. But I was like, right on, man. Right. So, I mean, everyone can hit their conspiracy theories, but it's, it's good business. It's good business to not call attention to another brand. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. So, hold on. You're going to say something? Yeah. I was going to talk about Shane McMahon. Oh, Shane McMahon. Let's get into it. He's literally the man. He's going to be the man. I hope they let this title reign go on. <laughs> that moonsault that he did. Oh, man. The place went nuts. I mean, A, I don't think anybody expected that to happen. I know I didn't. I was expecting coast to coast and him pick up the pin. Isn't I was it funny, not though? expecting a moonsault. It, it isn't, it, it's so funny. Like People see that shooting star press and they're like, they're like, 
oh my god, I didn't expect that from Shane McMahon. And it's like, maybe I'm the only one that expects all of that shit from Shane McMahon. Because mm-hmm. same thing happened at 33, and Brandon's my witness to this. When uh, AJ Styles was going into a match with Shane McMahon, everybody and their mother, including one of our really good friends who is a big Shane McMahon fan, he goes, man, I don't want to see that match. It's not, it's not going to look good. AJ deserves better. And I'm like, what the fuck, Shane McMahon, are you talking about? Because last time I checked, Shane's probably going to work his ass off. He's going to match AJ Styles move for move to the point where they're going to steal the show. They're going to have matches of the night. Brandon, did I, did I not say that? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And definitely. then what the fuck happened at WrestleMania 33? Exactly what night. I said. Match of the night. And it was the first. It was to the point where Shane McMahon runs down the ramp just to, so they can have more time for the match. That's what he said. He, the reason he ran to the ring was to give them more time and tell a story. And Shane McMahon and AJ Styles hit it out of the park. I mean, those are two guys that have amazing chemistry together. So, I mean, people sleep on Shane McMahon, and I, I never understand why. But Shane McMahon is, you know, he works twice as hard as most of the guys because he understands he's got the McMahon name tied to him. And people, one, expect him to stink up the joint, and two, he knows he's viewed a certain way. He knows he's the boss's son. So people are going to say that's why he got stuck in you know this match. When Shane McMahon was wrestling in 2003, he used to he used to uh, change in the same locker room as the boys. He used to travel in rental cars with the boys because he did not want that stigma attached to him. So I respect the hell out of Shane McMahon. Oh, I mean, I trust me. I don't. It's not that I didn't think that he could do that. I wasn't expecting it. And when you don't expect something and something happens, especially in wrestling, you go, holy shit. You know, for instance, like you guys said, with the streak ending, you weren't expecting that at all. And that was everybody's reaction was, holy shit. And I don't know if you could hear it, but I'm pretty sure that was one of the chants that went on (laughs) once he hit it. (laughs) Guys, we have video evidence. Brandon's literally falling asleep on the podcast. No, no, no. Your eyes are closed. No, yeah, I'm just, I'm just listening in, man. I was like, I, I was like, intently listening. I was like, yeah. Was he's basically oh, listening to his replacement right now. Sure. He's just like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. When you know, we we use the term guess because it's the proper term, but I call them auditions. <laughs> it's regular casting cast we got here, guys. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, um, it was concerning one of the shows. Uh, oh, what about the Miz? Uh, what do you think about the Miz's, you know, face turn, bringing out that Papa Miz or Mister Miz? Mister Miz, as Mr. the fans Miz. so affectionately called him. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Miz. I like it. Um, I think the Miz is one of the best in the business. Whether he's a heel, whether he's a face, I did not like him. For the longest time. <laughs> and it was because he was such a good heel. He drove me nuts with the whole running away from, from championship battles and everything like that. Like he did his job to a T. And now it's just like, man, I don't know why I disliked him. <laughs> it, it, you have that epiphany it's with some superstars where it's funny. It's like you hate the hell out of them. And then you realize, wait, they were actually doing their job. I was supposed to hate them. Like Brandon, for example. I realized he was being a heel like all these years, you know, that I knew him. I, right, thought I, was, I thought I was being the face. 
Right, but yeah, but the fans don't like the face, so you're automatically the heel. It's kind of like a meta uh, thing, bro. Okay. <laughs> I think that's kind of like Andrade right now. It's like, I don't want to like him, but I do because he's putting on phenomenal matches right now. Oh, he's pissing me off because like I'm a huge Eddie Guerrero fan and like he's doing a lot of stuff like on SmackDown when he he suplexed Ray and stuff, the three amigos, <laughs> and he starts doing like Eddie's taunt and he's like doing this and he's kind of like, Ugh, you know, and I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. Like, like but it's don't... on purpose. Yeah, it's I know. I know. And that's great. It's like I know he's a fan of Eddie Guerrero. I know he was a huge fan of Eddie Guerrero. And it's like, but in that moment, I'm like, ah, oh, you bastard, don't ever do that, you know? And so well, he's playing a good heel. Let's backtrack it to the to the women's. You know damn well if we would have seen Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus, she would have done something very similar to that because she was such a Trish Stratus fan that she would have done something that Trish would do just to mock her and kind of do that like eye roll thing she does. You know so, damn well she would have done that. <laughs> so, you know, I want to talk about that. You know, since we're talking about matches that were supposed to happen and didn't happen, um, you know, she was supposed to face Trish, and then that match got changed to a tag team match, and then ultimately she got taken out of the match because of her injury, and she didn't get, you know, Trish. May we possibly see this at WrestleMania now? Like, is this now a situation where you might we might see Alexa Bliss if she, you know, is healthy versus Trish Stratus? On the yes, grandest pl- stage of them all. Yes, please. Right. And it's that's like how my I look childhood at it. and my now coming <laughs> together. <laughs> that's like Brandon. Brandon, uh, Nia Jax, and Bull Nakano. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> Book it. Um, Book it. Uh, let's talk about the perfect storm and things happening, you know, or matches getting called off and then happening later. November Survivor Series. I remember how disappointed all of us were because Ronda Rousey was supposed to face Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion versus the SmackDown Women's Champion. I don't know what you believe in in this life, guys, but sometimes things happen for a reason is what I believe. And if Nia Jax didn't just break Becky Lynch's face, we would have gotten that match in a throwaway Survivor Series situation, Raw versus SmackDown. It would have been a brand situation. The rumors were that Charlotte was going to face Ronda Rousey as the first women's main event at WrestleMania. But the fans spoke up, and the fans have clamored behind Becky Lynch, and rightfully so. She's the hottest thing since sliced bread. Brand, I'm just, I'm sorry, I had to stop for a second because Brandon's asleep right now. No, I'm not asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asleep. I literally <laughs> saw the microphone. I literally saw the microphone just go. Like you just like not enough. No. Wow. So Brandon's turning heel on Becky Lynch right now. He doesn't like her. No, I did not say <laughs> that at all. We love we love Becky the man. How about the promo with Becky and Ronda Rousey? But I was still in the middle of a point. That's to tell oh. you that that's to tell you weren't listening. No, phenomenal. I'll answer your question. It was phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely oh, yeah. phenomenal. That was some great heat, man. I think like you had Two, like they both brought like great promos during that segment, man. That was fire. I love right. that she calls her Ronnie. I just love that so much. Well, according to AC from New York, he, she's Rondi. He can't even get the nickname <laughs> right. 
but anyway but like um, yeah this this has to be like a one-on-one right like there's no need to put charlotte into this match at this point or do you still think they got to do it i mean i know they've sort of been building things around charlotte they're going to to. we know this unfortunately as fans we know this is going to happen because there's no way you're going to do a first something with women's and you're not going to have charlotte flair which and i say unfortunate because I want to see the one-on-one match. Now, if it was last year, I think I would have been fine with Charlotte versus Ronda. But, you know, Becky Lynch, as basically, you have to listen to her now. She's been so loud that you have to listen. And obviously, that's why they put her in the match. But the thinking behind it now is, oh, well, Becky is in Charlotte versus Ronda's match, is the thinking in terms of booking. But I disagree because... Charlotte doesn't need to be in this anymore. It's to the point where, like, I want to see the singles match as well. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, I really hope they keep her out. I'm just finding it very hard to believe right now. Because if you think about it, she's been in a lot of firsts for women's. She is the top woman wrestler. She has been for the last couple years. I mean, since she skyrocketed to, to the main show, she's been the top dog for females. And it's rightfully so. She's a good wrestler. I think she's pretty decent on the mic. But as a fan, I want to see the singles match. I love the hatred that's being shown between Becky and Ronda. She's got Ronda legitimately shook. And it's like, that's that's the thing that I've noticed the most. It's like, you know, Ronda's legitimately pissed that people are booing her right now. Almost like to the point where she's taking it on personally, like, can I Why talk about you? that for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Did you hear it on TV during the when she came out against Sasha? I was yeah, in the booze too. Yeah, the how they were, no, the booze were crazy. The hell out of her, and we went. So it was pretty cool. We got to go with my fiance's best friend and her boyfriend, and they're not. They don't really know much about wrestling. Her the boyfriend knew uh, a little bit from way back in the day, so it was cool for him to see like Rey Mysterio and stuff. But they both looked at me and they go. I thought she was a good guy. Like I thought people liked her. Why are they booing her? And I literally had my Kenny and Daniel Bryan moment and said, the fans are fucking fickle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, they want one thing and then they say another thing. And it's like, watch Monday night. She'll get cheered. And I, that's what happened Monday night. She got cheered when she came out. Uh, the, that turned that turned quick though. She started getting booed as soon as Becky Lynch came into came into play. Well, of course, uh, Becky Lynch and, is. And this is where you know I'm critical of fans in the sense of like, I get it. I get that Becky is the the you know the it star of this feud. I get it. But like sometimes like we as fans should be playing a role too, and sometimes it helps the script per se. If this is a movie, um. If Rhonda's the the baby face in this situation, it allows Becky more creative freedom to be able to say certain things and to do certain things. I think I told Brandon, you know, when they were cheering her on SmackDown and she went, thank you, thank you, and then went back to what she was saying. I was like, if only like we were booing her, she would have turned to the fans or like, you know, even the cheers, you know, if she had gotten a smattering of cheers, she would have been like, I don't need approval from the rest of you. I believed in myself this whole time when none of you believed in me and then went back to what she was saying. And it would have probably come across better because it would have been like, ah, oh, yeah, she's fucking right. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. But because she has to, she's basically forced right now to play the baby face because yeah. the fans have turned her back baby face so quickly. WWE had to do it. They couldn't go against the grain. I think she's in that weird crosshair of like when Stone Cold was supposed to be a bad guy and he still got cheered. I think she's still on that Stone Cold level. I I don't I don't think that. The only reason I don't think that is because I acknowledged it. I told Brandon uh, last night. I said Stone Cold never acknowledged the fans the way Becky Lynch said when she was like, "Thank you guys." Like, "Thank you guys." Stone Cold never said that. He would oh, literally man. turn to the crowd or say something like, "That's what I thought." You know what I mean? Like almost like, "Yeah, you know I'm the greatest." Yeah, like fuck you. <laughs> right. And so it was like, that's the only subtlety that I think it was different there is like, I think Becky is still playing a baby face where Stone Cold was like a reluctant baby face, if you will. Right. Yeah. And, you know, even uh, to take a positive out of it, even though, you know, the fans have seemingly sort of ended up switching the roles that the performers were supposed to play, I think we're getting better promos out of Rhonda now because that promo that she cut at the end there on Becky seemed more authentically Rhonda than the stuff she had been saying before, like that really over the top baby face, like, Oh, achieve your dreams sort of, sort of thing. I think this works better. She's just like, look, I can kill you. Like, you know how badass I am. Like I'm right. going to dominate you. That I agree with. And that goes back Angry to face. like, yeah, that goes back Angry to face. like, you know, Becky's got her shook. To the point where, like, the thing I'll compare it to is, like, when John Cena was saying so much shit to Roman Reigns that Roman basically had to come back when they had their one-off match. And he had to come back and say some stuff to John Cena because he was getting destroyed. John Cena was saying so, so many things that was, were absolutely right. He was basically saying, you're not the top guy. Because if you were the top guy, they wouldn't ask me to come back. And Roman, like, you could see that, like, oh, like, I'm going to kill you right now. And Roman, that was the best Roman Reigns I've ever seen because he legitimately was like, you want to talk, John Cena? You want to, like, and it was just getting up in his face. Ronda was turning red with yes. how upset she was, you know, with, with Becky Lynch. Whether it's, and I we talked about this on another episode, Brandon, whether it's real or not. If I'm saying certain things to you in your face and I'm slobbering all over you and just like <laughs> spitting at you and saying, you know, all these mean things, even if you know it's a script, there is that fight or flight in you that is going to react to that. And Rhonda had that for the first time in her WWE career. I don't think anybody has actually made her legitimately angry on air in a scripted storyline. And it was the first time, I mean, I'll say it like this, as good as she acclimated to the wrestling business, because she's been a natural I don't give her a shit. Uh, other people want to say, well, fuck Ronda Rousey and stuff like that. What are you talking about? She literally in her first match stole the show at WrestleMania 34. You know, like it's crazy to think about. But Ronda for, is now getting taken to the next level, which is she's going to have to react with, um, with performers that are better than her. Becky Lynch, I'm talking about. If she wants to stay women's champion and be in that upper echelon, She's going to have to have an answer for Becky Lynch. And we saw little smatterings of that with her promo. Absolutely. I agree on that. Oh, so when you guys were watching it on TV, you could hear the crowd counting down, right? Yeah. Could you hear how off the crowd and the actual ticker were? Okay. So I, I want to talk to you about that. It's funny you bring that up because I told you, I told you <laughs> that I went to the 2015 Rumble and the 2016. 
I'm going to I'm going to let you in on a secret. The same thing happened there where you know it was like I'm listening and it's way off because I'm like I'm hearing 10 and it's like already at nine and none of it was matching up. Then I went back and saw it on TV and it matched up perfectly. And what what I realized was what we're hearing is the crowd's echo and the acoustics of the stadium and the arena. Mm. And if you go watch it back, they were perfectly in sync. Really? They were. Oh my God. I was was going nuts. It's irritating. I didn't realize it was irritating. (laughs) When I went to the 2015, I'll never forget it. I literally was just so angry. Like I trust me the same way. I was so angry that I was like, can you all not fucking count in, in sequence? Like it was irritating <laughs> me. And what I realized is that like, again, it wasn't that everybody was saying it at the same time, but remember the three hundreds have to travel down to you on the floor. And so it comes across like they're saying 10 and then it's like 10. So it's like, there's that delay of it coming down and that let me know that all these podcasts I've listened to where Edge and Christian and stuff talk about the acoustics of a stadium are different and that when you listen to it, they, they think the fans aren't reacting, but in reality, it's just delay. It made me realize like they're absolutely right because <laughs> I have no reason to be pissed <laughs> off. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Like I, I went through it too and it was super frustrating. Oh my gosh. And it just, it just seemed like, you know, everybody would be on sync. And then you look at the screen up top and everything, and it's just like the numbers were going. They'd start out fast, and then they would get to five, and it would just go so, so – it was like a second and a half every number instead of a second. And it was just like, you got to be <laughs> kidding me. So I will tell you again because I went to 2015 and then 2016. The next time you go to a Rumble – you'll have a lot more fun with it because you'll realize, oh, everybody's counting in sync. It's just my dumb ass that's thinking it's all out. You know what I mean? Uh, well, it wasn't just me. me. It was everybody around me was right. thinking the same thing. And they were all looking at, like, because that's the most exciting part of the Rumble. Exactly. Down. And that's what I'm saying. It, it got ruined for me the same way because, like, I'd seen this for years. And I'm like, oh, oh you're all ruining it for me. I know. It was, it was so bad. Now, uh, what did you think of the setup in the ballpark, and how how did you end up liking that? He didn't like it. He said he didn't like the the lack of a stage, right? Yeah, well, it's not that the the stage. It was more of they didn't show it on the big screen. So people who were away from the stage or weren't semi around it, like for me being on the floor, I can't see where they're coming out of. Right. And but you know why that is, right? You, I, I do want to explain to you why that is. You, you know why they don't show them on the big screen anymore, right? Well, it's, like you said, they want a reaction. They want you to no, stand up. No, look. it's they looked back at the footage of uh, WrestleMania 32, and if you look at the bleachers, um, every time they cut to that shot, <laughs> Brandon's looking up at the big screen instead of looking at the match that's happening in the ring. So they they looked at this guy and they were like, you know what, this fucking moron staring at the big screen this whole time, we're not going to put it on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon has, has in fact ruined the live experience for the rest of the WWE universe. How, how do you feel about that, Brandon? 
You heard the story, <laughs> I Drew. And it was my fault. The Dudley boys are standing two feet away from us. Brandon is craning his neck back, like to the point where we were so close to the ring that the 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 video screen was like kind of behind us. And now that we have a video version of the podcast, I can show you what this looked like. Brandon is sitting in his seat like this. And he's literally looking, he's literally like looking all the way up. And I'm like, Brandon, they're right next to us. Like, holy crap. It's like they're offering you sex and you're watching porn. Thanks a lot, Dick. Brandon's the reason why people can't count in time and in sync with each other and it's why they don't to make play sense. shit on the big screen. It's like when you give somebody something good, like sun-kissed orange soda. <laughs> they'd rather have check orange soda. My coworker, I swear to God, today was like, I'm not even going to lie, you know, I, I tried that check soda, man, that yes! check soda's great. Yes, damn it. And I was just like, and, and this had nothing to do with me, by the way. He was talking to another coworker, and I'm just like, is there something I'm missing here? Is this me? Is it me? Because apparently this check soda is the bomb.com. There you go. I appreciate that check soda, by the way, Drew. We should uh we should ask Kel which <laughs> orange soda is the best, because clearly you and Kel both love orange soda. <laughs> There's a guy, I, I don't remember the name on YouTube. Uh I want y'all to check him out though. It's like Badlands Chugs. Yeah, that's what it is. Badlands Chugs. And this guy's got 200,000 subscribers now. And all he does is take like drinks, like like he does soda, like a two liter of soda and just go. And then he looks at the camera and goes. And that's his fucking channel. Brandon, you could have made a fucking killing, bro. Because you do. I For years, for years, I've seen Brandon chug like, like, okay, Drew, we went to the same high school. You remember the Beef O'Brady's right next to our high school? Uh, yep, still go there quite frequently. Yeah, me too, actually. I just didn't want to seem like that kind of guy. But <laughs> I wanted to seem like I moved on in life, right? But it's, we're doing the same shit we did in high school. Anyway, <laughs> Brent, I've seen Brandon take the whole pitcher and just chug it like ice cold water. That's so good. And then literally, we would be sitting there like two seconds later, he'd be doing like, he'd be shaking. He's shaking. I'm like, what's going on, Brandon? Like, what's wrong? He's like, I'm so cold. <laughs> He's so cold. He's just shaking. That's how fast he drank the water, dude. That like when he came over here and he had, I got him that two liter. That thing was gone. But that that's, that's so what fast. I'm saying, Brandon. You have Badlands Badlands Chugs doing uh, this for YouTube views. You know how much money you could be making monetization and stuff like that. Because I've seen you do this all the time. I'm just throwing my money away. Can we start? Can you start doing that on our YouTube channel? That'll be how we get some subscribers. <laughs> I was <laughs> just gonna say that. Want me to chug random things? Yes. Post one right now, right oh, after we go man. off air. Go on our YouTube and chug something. And not it. for the love of God, because you're gonna. I know you don't <laughs> listen. Like you don't assume things. Don't don't do bleach. Don't do things that are not like actually oh edible. God. Like because I <laughs> right because I know for a fact Brandon will be like oh, you didn't specify. <laughs> oh man, are they still doing the Tide Pod oh, challenge oh, oh, oh. or is that uh oh? Okay, I can't do it. Sorry, I tried. I tried. <laughs> that was, that was kind of weak. That's weak. <laughs> no, I didn't actually do it. <laughs> I would have to pee like right in the middle of our conversation. Well, yeah, we can't miss that. Right. 
<laughs> but guys, you know, speaking of the channel, you know, I was thinking we're thinking of starting a Patreon pretty soon, uh, and maybe letting people, you know, subscribers essentially to the Patreon, uh, see our us record this episode live. You know, people Brandon, are gonna dislike Brandon so much more. <laughs> you know, Brandon, Brandon's t- thinking about doing the podcast shirtless for the Patreons. <laughs> Letting them see the six pack. <laughs> I can totally see Brandon just like sitting there, just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, you paid your hard earned money for this, dude. You know what? Those cam girls do get paid a lot of money, actually. Jesus yeah. Christ, no, always back, back for the women. Yeah, I mean. I was like, sometimes I was like, why wasn't I just born a female? It'd just be so much easier. Well, I, they do this new thing now. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. But have you ever heard of Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> yeah, well, that's so much Caitlyn. I'm going to have to excuse myself from this conversation. <laughs> let's, let's think of a nice female name for Brandon. He can still keep Brown. Caitlin Brown? How about that? Caitlin Brown. It's got to go with B because you know, you got to uh, stay in the BB. Yeah, the, the, Brenda. 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 Yeah. 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 Jinx. <laughs> Brenda Brown. I don't think I'd make convincing uh, Zemo, though. I don't know. I think people would be like, wait a I minute. I don't think you make a convincing person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, usually when they say they broke the mold when they made me, you know, that's usually a good thing. I think they like literally broke it and dropped you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I love you, Brandon. I might edit uh, that part out though. Let's uh let's let's go back to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Royal Rumble. I wouldn't ask about the set, the stage. It looks good. Um there's something else I wanted to ask you about the Royal Rumble. Particular. Oh, uh, what did you think about the uh, Alicia Fox <laughs> Canellis little interaction there in the middle of the ring? I think for the fact that they don't use these girls at all, I thought that was semi entertaining for like a brief moment. But like I said, there was something about the girls' rumble that just stuck out more. Right. Besides the fact of Becky coming back. And winning off of one bad leg or, you know, whatever. It was just more entertaining. You know what I think it was? And I said this to my cousin. I know I said this on the last podcast, too. Last year's Rumble was the first women's Rumble. So it was an all-star Rumble. It was like you got the Kelly Kellys, the Michelle McCools, Trish Stratus, Lita. Like, and rightfully so. These are women who didn't get the chance to ever be in a Rumble because they're there was never a rumble back in their day. So rightfully so to me, this was the first women's rumble. And the reason I say that is because this was the first year where we had an active roster of 30 women that were able to be in that match. And not only that, but you have the NXT call-ups who, of course, if your name gets called for the, for the rumble, you're going to do the best you can. So they did. And they did. And it was funny because I, my cousin, I, I, we talked about it in the last episode. We went to NXT, and he was so impressed with Casey Catanzaro. And he was just saying, he was like, oh, he was like, man, I, I hope she comes out. And I dismissed him. I said, yeah, you, you hope she comes out. That's funny. Because, you know what I mean? I was kind of like, okay, I know, like, my predictions were Io Shirai. You know, I predicted, um, 
Shayna Baszler, I think I said, which I was surprised she didn't come out. But when Casey Catanzaro comes out, he was looking away, and I start going like, like hitting him like in the leg, like as hard as humanly possible. I'm like, look, look. I'm like, your girl, your girl's out. And he was just like, again, like we were just so excited for this women's rumble. He was just so giddy. He's like, ah, she's here. Like, you know, what's she going to do? And then Rhea Ripley comes out. We were just as excited. So again, it's just, it's just like you said, the women's rumble had something very, very special to it because this was the first year. I think we got all active competitors uh, as opposed to, you know, just like legends and things like Part-timers, that. Part-timers, yeah. Right, right. What are you doing? Oh, no, no, yeah. Yeah, the part-timers and the legends. Brandon's going to chug. Are you going to chug? Chugging. No, no, I was just getting a sip. That was a little... Chug, chug, chug. Chug, chug, chug. Good, Brandon. Wait, hold on. You got to talk. We can't see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The secret is to turn the, turn it sideways, by the way, so that mm-hmm. the camera can see better. Mm-hmm. And then you got to cup it a little bit. You got to work it, work the staff. <laughs> I'm trying to cup the shaft, man. <laughs> oh. Brandon's oh like that friend that you dare to do things. Like you're like you you won't make that jump. Oh my god, he does it. And then he does it, you know. That's that's Brandon. Brandon's got an ego on him, guys. <laughs> so we're looking at Brandon's butt plug chug channel pretty soon. Brenda Brown's butt plug channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh anyway, in, in wrapping up, I think you know, you know it's funny, I don't I don't think we'll get into the Raw and SmackDown. I think we touched on the major points of Raw and SmackDown this week. Uh, actually, Ooh, no. I, the Dean Ambrose ahead, thing. The Dean Ambrose yes. thing. That's, yeah, let's get back I to jumped, that. I jumped in. Not going to lie, I wanted to do like a Paul Heyman introduction, but you kind of you got a little excited premature when I jumped on. But yeah, uh, I, did, I, I do that. Sorry. I have that effect. Apparently, I have that effect on Brandon because he's like obsessed with like the name Drew, apparently. Brenda. Um, Brenda. Brenda. Brenda Brown over there. Um, <laughs> I really hope they let Dean go off on like a Triple H match. Yeah, um, I heard I dude, heard that rumor. That line he hit on Triple H was the most epic line I think he's ever said. Was do you need to ask your stepfather permission? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, what do you need to go back and ask your father-in-law? Like your oh, father-in-law. Yeah, it was so it was great. Like uh, Dean you know, I don't know if it's WWE's fault, but Dean hasn't been Dean. Like when I when I was a fan of the guy when I first you know got into him, it was he was John Moxley, and the stuff he was doing, um, these promos, not even the death match and all of that stuff that he was doing. The promos he was doing were so eloquent and just so the vibe he was giving off was like so different. But ever since he's come to WWE, he's been a little more hokey and like I've called, I've said it on this podcast. You know, I've said it. I, I was like, you know, he's Uncle Dino. He's just heel Uncle Dino, and that's not what we wanted to see. And I think that's what's got him so frustrated, if I had to guess, which was like he didn't want to do heel Uncle, D- uh, heel Uncle Dino. He wanted to do John Moxley as Dean Ambrose. Oh, my God. I mean, when he said that, though, I popped sitting on the couch like, oh, yeah. Right. Just like Samoa Joe and the AA thing. It's just like yeah. sometimes if you're able to hit the timing of these lines and say it and make it sound like, real 
like it's not necessarily about what you say it's about how you say it because it's like it wasn't a good line per se like oh you gotta ask your father-in-law if he had if he had just been like what you're gonna ask your father-in-law like i don't think we would have been talking about this but the fact that he reached his head through the ropes oh, like yes. right at the last second it was just like what you gotta ask your father-in-law for permission there you know and kind of like mocked him and then triple h to his credit kind of going like stepping back in and it's like you want the match you know so it again it's just all about timing in this business absolutely and i mean i saw a little snippet of you know triple h in the last like four years has if this happens we'll have faced each individual member of the shield in a singles match in wrestlemania and i think oh, it'd never, be pretty cool never thought like, about that yeah send off well i mean i don't know if we've ever touched base on this before just talking as friends but you know, the one night that uh, Dean cashed in for, for Money in the Bank, all three members of the Shield had held the WWE title. That, for yeah. and in a span of in a span of ten minutes, or I think it was, was the, every member of the Shield had held that title. And that to me, like as small of a detail that is, it is cool as shit as a fan to be like that just happened. Right, but if you had listened to people, there'd have been like. Again, people don't know how to have fun. They're like, "What? Why'd you take the title off of Seth Rollins?" You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. It's just like people don't know how to have fun and just let it happen. Like I, I saw a comment the other day and it just pissed me off. Like royally. Like I'm getting the, the worst thing about doing this podcast is hearing feedback from people sometimes because I've heard I heard someone go, "Is it me or is it this build to WrestleMania not good?" It hasn't even started. Thank you. And that's why I left it open-ended. I wanted to hear what you would say because I'm like, what What build? We have, you know, as of today, uh, we're shooting this on Wednesday. We have 67 days to WrestleMania, and you're telling me that you don't like the build to WrestleMania? All we have is Seth Rollins right now. We know he's going to challenge Brock Lesnar, or at least we're assuming after the beatdown that happened. He never technically said who he's going to go. You know, he might go, ah, oh, my arm. I think I'll face Daniel Bryan. Um, but <laughs> I don't need your pity laugh, Brandon. Shut the hell up. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, um, go back to butt chugging your, uh, your soda or whatever. Oh no. I just gave you an idea. You're going to butt chug on, on the camera, aren't you? Dude, he's going to pull a John Cena and cock blockers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's great, but we're we're way off topic. Hold on, what was I saying? Something about butt chugging. <laughs> of course, that's all you remember. Oh, uh, what were we talking about? I don't even remember. Well, whatever. We're on the topic of butt chugging right now. Damn it, Brandon. <laughs> sorry, I mean, guys. I mean, Brenda. <laughs> we're talking about the Shield. We were talking about. Oh, oh, the build to WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. So yeah, anyway, getting back into it, how are you going to say you don't like the build to WrestleMania? It's like somebody just touched your balls and you told me you don't like the sex? It's like, the hell, what are you talking about? It's like, there's your metaphor for wrestling fans right there. It's just like, let it play out. I told Brandon this the other day. I made, I went, ranted, I rant to Brandon all the time about stuff like this. And I was just like, if you look at the Matrix, the movie, and you read the script, like if you read it, the synopsis of it, it sounds like a dumbass movie. You're like, okay, so this guy is Neo, and he was the one, and then he doesn't think he's the one, but by the end of the movie, he's the one. Oh, okay. 
what the fuck do I want to watch that movie? Yeah, right. Like, like if you read things, that's a problem with the internet. Because a lot of these fans are not watching the show; they're just reading things, and they're like, "Oh, this sounds stupid." If you read The Matrix, it sounds dumb. If you watch it, it's one of the greatest movies ever because of how it happens and 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 little subtleties and Keanu Reeves acting and Lawrence Fishburne's acting and little things that happen. That's what I want to convey to you wrestling fans is like, let this shit play out. Don't start talking about WrestleMania. The build to WrestleMania sucks. You don't know what's going to happen. We've talked about it. We don't know if Ronda and uh, Becky um, are going to even have a single match. For all we know, in a couple episodes on this podcast, the three of us are going to sit here and go, you know what? I'm really happy they put Charlotte in that match. But we are okay with admitting that we were wrong. We'll give you our opinions, but we leave it open-ended. We're okay with it. Like we we'll Put it this way. We would rather be wrong and have a good time with the storyline. We don't have to be right. I mean, I'm hardly absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, we everybody wants Becky and Rhonda. And everybody wanted from the men's side, Seth and Brock. Everybody for the last, I don't know, four or five weeks, Seth's been giving little hints on his promos about Brock not being a full-time champion, and he's on house shows, and he doesn't miss events, this, that, and the other. And then he actually won the Rumble. And it's like Brock beats the shit out of him. Brandon, are you yawning? No. I was breathing. I was going to say something, but... Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's like you're getting exactly what we wanted, and you're still not happy, right? And it, that that goes back to like why why is it wrong that you're getting what you predicted? You know, you can't be happy with that. You know, damn entitled children! I swear to God. Oh, I have to say, um, I was a little. You know, even even though I was, you were a little hyped. wrong. You were yeah, a little wrong yeah, with what yeah, you yeah. trying okay. to say. Yeah, first I was—I will say—I was super hyped that Nia Jax ended up coming out and being in the men's rumble. She took the super kick. She took the uh, RKO. It was fantastic, but it was at the expense of my boy Our Truth. But then we come right back around here, <laughs> and the McMahon's have like seen the error of their ways, and they put your boy. In a match for the U.S. title against Shinsuke Nakamura. Now you know, I have you know, to admit, no, 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 no. I'm gonna cut you off there because I, I'm really irritated at this revisionist history that you're having right now. You're calling him your boy, our truth, and that's why that's why I was saying no, no, no. You're wrong because you sit there and you talk about like how how almost like you believed in our truth and you wanted to see this. Tell them the truth, Brandon. I no pun I was, intended. I was getting to that. <laughs> All right. Now, look, I must admit that the way things have gone lately for our truth, I didn't think things were looking up too well for him. And so I said to Kitty jokingly when the match was announced, uh, echoing your boy, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Basically, that. Our truth had zero percent chance of winning the United States title. <laughs> he did twice in one night. How about that? Isn't that Brandon crazy? Looks it was at the me. ultimate swerve. Brandon looks at me and he goes, Kenny, 
our truth has zero percent chance of winning the United States title. And do you remember my response to that? <laughs> my res exact re response verbatim was, "Oh, does he now?" <laughs> Just because I don't know, like I I'm not saying like, "Oh, I knew he won." I'm more so saying like. I believe, damn it. Like, I believe the WWE is changing and doing some crazy things. And I was like, oh, does he now? And then sure enough, R-Truth wins the title. And I look at Brandon, I'm like, oh, we see. <laughs> like, and Brandon was like, I looked at Brandon. No, actually, scratch that. That's not what happened. Because I look at Brandon and I go, Brandon, you have 0% chance of being right. I said something oh, like that man, to you, right? It was rough. I mean, so even though I had a rough weekend prediction wise with uh, I, did I, did, that, I did amazing. I did great. Yeah, yeah, did great. I'm also super stoked that Our Truth is now the U.S. champ, and I'm super stoked because it looks like we're getting Rusev and Nakamura together for a little tag team action. Let's see where this goes. Can I just can I just tell you my nickname for Nakamura? Like it's it's go ahead. It's, it's a little bit off color. Yeah, it's shit stain Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> no. What do you have against Shinsuke? I don't. It's just <laughs> that's what it sounds like sometimes. <laughs> wow. Wow, uh, wow. Wow. I just don't know if I like him, his character right now. They're just Oh, they've they've ruined him. They've ruined, they've ruined him. him. Uh, it's that one I can't even give to to anybody. It, it's just Shinsuke is such a good talent. I don't know what's going on. If he's if it's him, like he's not happy, or it's WWE, or a combination of the two. But it's obvious that he's putting in the effort Brandon's putting in, in this podcast. Dang, that's Brandon 0%. has zero percent chance <laughs> of being the host of this podcast. Have you told Have you told Brandon your plans for your WrestleMania shirt? Oh, you don't spoil it. <laughs> whoa, wait, wait, wait. What's going on here? What is this? We oh, might have to. On that note, guys. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What's going on? On that note, I wanted to thank everybody for listening to episode 20 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. We want to thank our guest, Drew. Are we Drew. supposed to be getting free shirts or something? We want oh, yeah, to thank our shirt. guest, Drew, for being wow. on episode 20 of the podcast. I have to hear Brandon. about this. Drew, kidding. Brandon is not getting anything from the Russell crate. Oh my goodness! Did and I just swerve you, Brandon? <laughs> I got swerved. We're, we're leaving. We're way. leaving on a cliffhanger. <laughs> we're leaving on a cliffhanger for next week. Tune in next week when Drew is the new co-host of this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>